Hey yo! Welcome to Fresher and Pilot's show, episode number sixty-three. Sixty-three. Hell yeah! I am Fresher, and I am Parlance. Hi yo! So how? We haven't been in for like two weeks. Oh wait, is it? It's pretty long. Is it two weeks or three weeks? It's been two two weeks, <laughs> I believe. We were supposed to do it last week. We didn't do it last week because we did the mashup. I know. We did. Yeah, I wanted to publicize that more. It was pretty fun. With our uh, podcast community, uh, that was that was. I, I had a really good time. Um, I thought we represented ourselves well. Uh, I listened to Dad, uh, not Dad's Directions, um, the uh, Prodigal Sons podcast. They said that they were the funniest. I disagree. I think disagree. we were the funny. I think we were the funniest. <laughs> However, guess what? Ah, this is an interesting point made by Jared of the Prodigal Sons podcast regarding the mashup. By the way, everyone, if you want to listen to the Prodigal Sons... Which, it, one, what, which one had the group thing on it? No. That was what, Sun, right? the, the two... Wait, so first off, if everyone wants to listen to that, you go to longboxheroes.com and listen to that mashup. It's, uh, it's, it's the soon-to-be-named network. We had, uh, we had Longbox Heroes, we had uh, Podvocacy... Uh, Prodigal Sons and and yours truly, Fresher and Parlance talking about uh, uh, the the th- overarching thing was the Supergirl pilot being leaked, but uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. We did. It was it was like normal hour and a half ish. Yeah. Type stitch. Yep. Jared said is if one of the people live. First off, this is the craziest. Not crazy, but crazy. Uh, not crazy. Crazy, not crazy. Hashtag crazy, not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he had always said, "Oh, that fresher." He always kind of gave you a little bit of flack on on the show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, what a quick turnaround it is! He <laughs> said, of all the people on that that podcast, if anyone left his show, he was going to invite you on to be the replacement. Nice. Yeah. Me, he right? said. He said, "Yeah, you." He said every single thing you said was a gem. <laughs> That's that's how I do. I'm a yeah. I'm a, uh, a I'm a gem cutter. Oh, actually, <laughs> I think. Come to think of it, uh, wait. There's something in uh, Dungeons and Dragons in my uh, like whatever religion thing that my guy is. I think I'm a gem cutter. Actually. Oh, well, there you go. You're Italian, real world Italian. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, there's that. Uh, so I thought that show turned out pretty well. I think I had some good zingers, although, uh, Jared proceeded to use my real name pretty much the entire show, (laughs) which is fine. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean the name thing, I don't know, whatever. Personas. Yeah. It's, it's our, yeah. Breaking kayfabe as, uh, as they say. Kayfabe. Uh, But then the next week. After that one, we or wait, was that the same week? That was just last week. That was last last Wednesday. Was we did last that. Time, man. Yeah. I just can't keep track of it. Yeah, but we did the. Um, we went to that book signing thing. That was yeah, we sweet. Yeah, so uh, my uh, old pal Brendan was in town, and he so kindly uh, invited both Fresher and Parlance to the uh, to a book reading for. Uh, a author of Nudged. Yeah, he was like a famous economist 
Economist. <laughs> e- econo- economicist. Econom- economist. <laughs> economist, I believe, is the way you're supposed to say it. The econom today just isn't going very well. <laughs> <laughs> but his name was uh, Richard Thaler. Richard Thaler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that was uh, interesting. And then he was with Nathan whatever. Yeah, the guy who wrote the book Modernist Cuisine, which was uh, and uh, intelligent best, uh, Nathan Mervold. 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 Yeah, no, it was a really interesting talk talking about... Uh, wasn't it like the idea of uh, socioeconomic or something, or not socio something no, like that? No, it was uh, it was the imperfections, like how to behavior. What was the name of the science thing that's not a science, according to the Nathan guy. Uh, what are you talking? You you talking about socioeconomics? No, it's behavioral it's economics. Behavioral economics. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's what this guy's known for. This uh, Thaler. He's that's his his. Uh, this is like two blind. Le- this is the blind leading the blind, by the way. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, but I, I think it was a fascinating sp- t- uh, talk. It totally was. Um, and I like that it's basically the same thing as in my favorite book, the Foundation novels, uh, Psycho Historians. <laughs> so, I mean, I think essentially what the the book is about, or essentially what this guy Thaler is about, is is that there's imper- the economics economists. <laughs> And economy. <laughs> I like uh, that. I did it. I started it. They're, they when they create their uh, their modeling, they assume perfection. Yeah, they're, and, they they model everyone as econs, which I hadn't heard, and sounds cool. Right, but instead, they're in fact, you know, they're irrational. They don't, yeah, they don't do the right thing. And he said the perfect example would be, um, you get free money for uh, you know putting money into a four hundred one k, and most people don't do it. Yeah. Um, so they were divided. He, in his book, Nudge, which was his pre, his book prior to this one. And by the way, shout out to my good friend, Brendan Curry, who, by the way, edited this book and got called out in the, this, in the speech. Yeah, and, I think, and I'm using he's, first he's name. Balling, he's yeah, I'm using first name and last name because I think it, it's like, he's known enough to be. Basically, uh, he's becoming a name drop. Yeah, he's becoming a name drop. <laughs> should we hashtag his name? Yeah, we, I should have put it on the, yeah, on the show. Got it. We could have got the Brendan bump. Yeah, the Brendan bump. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, what's crazy? So he, he, you know, he works for a, a medium-sized publishing company, and um, and he flew out. He was staying with me, um, and he the night before had dinner. Same room, eight people. Two of the people were Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's crazy. Eight people and two and of them. Nathan guy. Too. Oh yeah, Nathan Mervold um, and the author Thaler, Brendan Thaler's wife, and some other people. I don't know who. Some people that <laughs> some <work>. jerks. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fake bodyguards. They're just like posing with, so it's like not too obvious. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive, though. To I would, I mean, frankly, I would travel pretty much anywhere to have dinner with Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. Right. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. I would go. I'd fly to Miami or wherever. Essentially, you know, because he, you know, Brenda's from New York. He flew to Seattle. I would have done the same long distance trip. Oh, yeah, for him. I mean, like, if I don't know if I'd go anywhere just to have dinner. It seems like a lot of effort. It's a lot of like, effort. But... Having dinner, like in uh, South Africa or something, and like, you know, you could go all the way to South Africa just to have dinner for like one night with them. 
Well, no, because then I combine it with the Safari. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying you don't get a. It's not a. It's a. It's what's a, like a oh yeah. I can make more stipulations that like, but you can only stay for that one day. <laughs> is it on my dime? Yes. All right, maybe. maybe I mean, all, of course, it's on your dime. Yeah, it's not that. That's like that would be like. If it wasn't, then I'd do it. Fly, fly, I mean, fly to places if someone like was going to pay for me and it seemed legit. Fly, flying to South Africa is probably fifteen hundred bucks. So yeah. yeah, I'd probably do it. I'd still probably do it. I just picked that randomly, by the way. I don't. But know it's, it that. is antipodal of Seattle. Did you know that? Is it? Yeah. Well, Cape I Town. Did not specifically I did not. Cape Town. Know the, that the town of Cape Town, South Africa. If you were to shove a a a, a bar or a, a pole straight through from Seattle to the other side of the world, the pole would pop out right at Cape Town. What? Yeah. Did you see about those? I didn't read the whole thing, but those uh, plasma. Plasma tubes that they made visuals of above the Earth. No, it's I don't news. even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. I know, I know. I know. I know. All those words individually make sense, but putting them together into tube. a sentence. Plasma tube, sky, Earth. <laughs> yeah, it happened. <laughs> so, what is a plasma tube? I don't know. I didn't read it. I just saw the title. Oh, I well, saw it like, and then didn't read it, and then my friend linked it to me, and then I still didn't read it. Awesome. Um, so essentially, you brought it up. You know what I just read though? Two things that two things that I thought were pretty crazy. One, what you just read shaving dogs into cubes is a new oh, Japanese crave. Those I images. He's being like extra meowy. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick him up. Those the, the the dog cubes are crazy. The dog cubes are crazy. I implore you to do a Google search for cubing of the dogs. Dude, they look way good. The dog, the cube dogs. Yeah, and then I don't think Jeff's hair is like cubable enough to do it. Maybe you could make them more into like a rumbus. Yeah, I don't know, like if I could come up with a weird haircut. He doesn't have a lot of hair. Maybe you could just dot. Maybe it's dying the cat. Oh, he's meowing. He's still meowing. I thought I could get him to stop, mm. but but yeah. Also, yeah, I have a bunch of notes from like last week, but. Mad Max, man. We haven't talked about Mad Max. <laughs> so you finally saw it. Yeah, but it, yeah, and... it was like a million years ago now. So what did you... What did We did talk about this on air? No, because I hadn't seen it. These okay, are so, no, notes last week. So what, what did you think of it? It's super good. I want to see it again. Did you see on Amazon that um, you can totally get that edible like silver spray paint? It's like one of their top products right now. Is it really? Yeah, and like the, all of the like questions and like comments are totally about the movie. Like that's freaking you know, like, awesome. I can't remember the quote that they did. Like I live, I die, I live again. And then, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, speaking of of that spray paint, uh, Tom Brew potentially are definitely our top one of our top three fans. Yeah, um, top three. Right, we have a category now. Yeah, and he he suggests that we do that before every show. I thought it. about getting it, but I didn't order it yet. Um, I, don't I, know I don't know how you clean it off. I mean, I guess just take a shower, but I would have said, I imagine just you know, it just you can eat it off. It's, I mean, beards and stuff that'd be complicated. Well, you have know. a beard. I don't have a beard. I just have stubble. I'm already graying as it is, so this would just be probably more. Of... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be cool for being like a robot or something. Oh yeah, that would work like a Tin Man. Yeah. 
That's a good. So, did you see this Hello Kitty uh, in uh, Orange County? The Hello Kitty not. store. It's so behind. Uh, Hello Kitty fans, you're sitting down because this news is major. There's already a Hello Kitty themed coffee shop in Seoul, South Korea, and oh, the U.S. coffee shop. Oh, that reminds me too. Oh, hold on. The U.S. will finally get its own this summer. The lucky location, Orange County, California. It's going it to be the awesome. The, I would Hello, the Hello Kitty Cafe. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know. I mean, I don't understand how Hello Kitty has a kitty as a pet. How I know. Yeah, it is weird. Do you think the she's cat? Also, she's five apples tall, but only three apples heavy. And Smurfs are three apples tall. It is true. We had this debate the other day. They're both yeah. uh, measured in apples. Yes, but speaking, they were different amounts. Ooh, speaking of measure uh, standards of of measure, did you see this Democrat that just announced his candidacy pre- for president said that if he becomes president, he's going to change our our. What? Our, uh, no. What? Gonna, like, which is he? Like Republican? No, Democrat. Oh. He said his platform is going to be one of his things that is to change us to the metric system. I haven't seen any other candidates besides. I haven't really seen any, but I, I like Hillary Clinton, I guess. That's like I think, the only person I know. I think there's like 16 or 17 people running on the Republican side. What about the Democrats, though? I think there's uh, at least four. Hmm. I know the, the other one, the Republican one, I saw something about that they were only letting the top five or ten or something be able to do the debates. And it's like, it's a whole controversy because like, they don't like how they're judging the ones who get to be in the debates. Right. Okay. So just so you know, there's currently four Democrats running. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, uh, Lincoln Chafee, and uh, Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. And on the, Chafee? Yeah. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, it sounds like Chafee. Yeah. Sounds like what you get after a long jog. But you could call him Mr. Lincoln. That's true. That's true. So right now, currently on the Republican side, there is currently one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people running. But there's a, one, two, three, four. Is it that much? That seems like not good for them. And then there's five more in the wings, of which definitely two or three. Like Jeb Bush hasn't formally announced yet, and oh, he's. Really? Yeah, he's not in the 10. So there's at least 11, and I'm pretty sure Chris Christie, the New Jersey governor, is going to... Are they, like, going against people? Because it seems like, as a party, they would have, like, agreed on fewer people. No, they don't. That's the craziness about the Republican Party. They don't They don't have any... They're, and they're all, like, they all have different agendas. Like, they all have different platforms and stuff. It's going to huh. be really crazy. I, I can't imagine. Could you imagine going into the into the polls and be like, oh, okay, let's, who am I going to vote for? Oh, one out of the 15 candidates. <laughs> yeah. The, the debates are going to have to be one question. I know. Because, yeah. Is How this you... maybe the most candidates that's been? That's a great question. That's, an, ex- that's an excellent question. I have no idea. I have no idea. That's, but the, that's I can't, good. I can't imagine more than this. Like, seriously, it's a lot yeah, of people running. I mean, I thought it's usually like five or something, you know? It's normally, yeah. Normally there's like, you know, a couple, three, four, maybe running five. I mean, I think the last time out, there was like, you know, the last election. Yeah, I think there was, there was a bunch. That time I was like six Republicans, I think, at least. Um, but anyway, uh, so, you know, uh, a couple things. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, see. I was going to say about the uh, cafes, though, first. Hello Kitty Cafe. Yeah. 
I thought it was kind of awesome, and I totally am going to go next time I'm in Japan. My friend was just in Japan, and they totally have an owl cafe now, where they just have like pet owls all over the place, and like you chill with them, and you can like have them on your arm and stuff. That's cool. It's owls cool. are cool. Cool, but it's, owls are cool, and they, I, I've yet to, in my bird watching, I've yet to see an owl. I mean, uh, these ones are domesticated too, so like I guess they're pretty chill, and like you can play with them, and like they're into playing and whatever. But uh, also, did you see that app that they came out with? I did see that app. You said just take pictures and it identifies birds for you. That's I, I just remember. I don't think we talked about your your bird list in a while. We haven't talked about my bird list because I feel like people don't like hearing about my bird list. They just don't. They don't care. Tom doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because his wife has a bird list too. Really? Yeah. Just... In, in the birding world, it's called your life list. It's called your like list. Your life list. Oh, like your life. Really? Like what birds you've seen in your life? Yeah, your life list. They have an official thing. Yes. They have an official thing. It's my birthday next week, by the way. It's what? It's my birthday next week. It's your birthday? They have a day too? It's my birthday. <laughs> You're killing me. Am I spe- am I mumbling? <laughs> no, I, I actually I actually know that because it's on my calendar. But I just wanted to make it, make it sound funny. <laughs> because we were talking about specific bird things. Like it's on I my mean, it's on my life list. Oh yeah. yeah. Also, next week's my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. It's a hoot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, look, and and uh if you're getting me a present, don't be cheap. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I got any more in me, but I don't uh, think I do. Something about like um because <laughs> I don't need any I don't need any more things or whatever. I actually didn't have like a follow-up phrase for that. I was just trying to use "ka." <laughs> <laughs> don't just pair back the same jokes, okay? Yeah. I want to use cockatoo. <laughs> I'll just say birds and then come up with things for them later. <laughs> I'll cock it to ya. <laughs> hey Hashtag whoa. Um, so you know what's happening tonight? The NBA finals. Do you know people are oh, still playing? It? Yeah, people are still know. playing basketball. I didn't even know that. They're apparently LeBron James. You That's know, like every, baseball. They're just always going on. I guess. Yeah, baseball. They. I feel bad. I don't. I, here's the thing. I kind of feel bad for baseball players. They just have to play 162 I games. I know. I know. Just so like much. nonstop. But then, and then I immediately feel unbad for that. I. I Immediately pull that back when I remember that they make millions of dollars. I know. I actually do the same thing every time. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, they must be so tired. They're just going to practice and play all the time. It's like, oh, wait, they're getting millions of dollars. <laughs> oh, man. I started watching this terrible show on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it's called Between. Oh, wait. I think I've heard. Did you watch? Um, did I talk about Danger 5? You did talk about well, I don't know if you talked about it on the show, but hold on, let me let me explain why I watched this between and then we can talk about Danger Five. Okay. So this is the first Netflix show that they just didn't release in one shot. So they're just doing it slowly? They're doing one episode a week for like six weeks. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's Canadian because every time they go to the government, like the government it's essentially the story's about a virus that takes place in this little 
a town called like Lost Lake or something like that, or, or yeah. ha- Happy Lake, and everyone dies who's over the age of 22. What? Yeah. Yeah, that's the plot of the show. And every time they cut to the government, they put a quarantine zone. Essentially, they put fences around. And um, so there's just a bunch of 22 and unders. Yeah, exactly. Is there a bunch of kids or what? Yeah, there's. It's all kids. The whole thing is kids, teenagers, like babies, and stuff, or what? Yes, and babies. Huh. But it was a small town, so I don't think there was that many babies. Um, oh. But the 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 what the reason why I think it's Canadian is because they show the government and it says like minister of of medicine or whatever oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like what minister of who i don't know what you guys are talking about yeah I um, so what's now t- tell me about this other the show danger five show that is from australia and uh, i heard about it from my brother-in-law justin it was a good find i had to write it down because i kept forgetting what it was called but it's like a 2000- 2012 show but it's filmed like with like filters on it, so it looks it's like it's from the '60s, and it's like super ridiculous. It's I think it's similar to a live action version of Archer, but it's like a different show. But it's like that kind of like spy. It's like a Mission Impossible or um, Get Smart kind of thing where it's like wacky, but then it's like '60s wacky, like kind of over the top, like all the dogs talk German and then like they have like a robot dog that looks like a dog that also speaks German to trick the German speaking dogs. And like they're, um, they're all about making cocktails and, uh, let's see what other stuff. Oh, and their, their arch nemesis is Hitler, but in the sixties and he's always pulling off like really crazy intense schemes. And then like, he just, they always like, you know, they're always like, and as always, your primary objective, kill Hitler. But then, like, he's always, like, you know, the mastermind at the end or whatever. And, like, you know, they're in the same room or whatever. And then, like, they're all, like, super shooting at him. But he just, like, does a comical jump out of a window. And it's the same, like, window shot all the time. It's pretty funny. That is really funny. So is th- this show, I'm assuming, is is good, right? Yeah, it's. I think it's pretty good. There's two seasons. And I've, I've watched almost all of the first season, but... Yeah. Because that between show that I was talking about? yeah. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. It's terrible. It yeah, it's is, really it is terrible. What things they'd have from that. It is so bad that I'm compelled to watch the new episode. It's <laughs> really? that bad. The acting is really, really bad. So there's like this uh, intelligent, like, you know, the geeky nerd that knows stuff, like the teenager. He's going yeah. to MIT. He was from a big city and his parents moved to the little town. He's the, so you ever hear of overacting? Yeah. But have you ever heard of underacting? <laughs> I don't think so. Not so, uh, isn't underacting just bad acting? That well, no, underacting. I'm saying like his. So bad acting would be they're trying, but it's failing. Yeah. Okay. This one, he is trying to be like a cool, like, um, like a cool kid or whatever, like a you know cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm it's like, like trying to be like Zach Morris, but like for real. No, no. wait, no. It's like um. He, he talks like this. <laughs> it's very difficult. We need to get out of here, Mom. This place is dangerous. Wait, his mom's still alive? Well, no, this was in the first episode. Oh, mom, yeah. This is right before she died. This is terrible. And then his mom dies. Mom, I'll do this for you. I'll get. I'll figure this out. Uncle <laughs> Dave. It's really bad. 
It's really so wait, bad. They die like gruesome deaths, or is it just like they kind of disappear or what? No, no, they like this uh, oozed slime, bloody slime stuff comes out of their mouth, and then they what? just fall, they fall over and die. Yeah. That's and they, oh, and in episode two, they the government makes all the all the teens or whatever corral, yeah. corral all the bodies and burn them. What? So there's literally heap like five thousand bodies heaped up, and they have a ceremony and they burn all the bodies. That's crazy. They would just even go get them. Like, how many people are there? Like a hundred or what? I, there's at least I would say at least three hundred to four hundred. Wow, that's a lot. That's like a pretty big town. I mean, I think that the population was over like eight thousand or something like that, and I think sixty seven hundred died. I so I guess check it out. It does sound horrible, though. Like, it's, what is like the plot? Like, who knows? I don't know. It's still going on. But I will say that keeping on the it, the plot is essentially how they're going to escape. What's going on? There's like a redneck family, a rich. Why do they want to escape? I mean, because they don't want to be left in this town with no food or anything. Because the, they're getting quarantined and they can't have no food. Yeah. So um, there's like classic stereotypes too. There's the rich family. Oh, by the way, the rich family has um, like a, a child with Down syndrome <laughs> yeah. who's also alive. And the, the, I can't fault the person with Down syndrome with, for bad acting, but the Down syndrome that person has bad is a bad actor. So Wait, are they really Down syndrome or do they? Actually no, they're like really Down syndrome. I, I mean, <laughs> I, all I'm saying is. It's a must. It's a must watch for its really bad for its badness. That, is that on purpose? No, it's not on purpose. It's supposed to be serious. But I mean, do you think that they like, even if the people who made it wasn't on purpose, do you think it got picked up and actually shown? Because people thought this is like horrible. We we have to show this. <laughs> no, here's what I think happened. I think they made six episodes for Canadian TV. It yeah. was so bad. Canadian TV didn't even want to put it on the air. So Netflix was like, eh, what the hell? It's already made. We'll put it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think happened. So, but speaking of shows I do want to see on Netflix is, um, there's a, it's, it opens, it starts today. It actually released today. It's called Sense8. Oh yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You sh- it has a really, it has some like famous people in it. Well, at least TV actor famous, but essentially, there's eight people in the world. This is the plot. Oh, Saeed is in it. You remember Saeed? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, I think I have seen a thing. I like Saeed. And, cool. and it's it's created by the Wachowski siblings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's written by Michael Str- J. Michael Straczynski, who wrote... I was think the, I have seen an ad for this. Who's the, he was the guy who did Babylon 5. He's also a well-known comic book artist. Anyway, yeah. it's... It's, it looks pretty awesome. It's, there's eight people around the world that all have different oh, talent. Yeah, I totally... We talked about it before, too. We did? Yeah. No, that yeah, sounds awesome. Well, anyways, yeah. continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's eight right. people around the world. Eight people around the world, and they could at any point in time access the memories and or skills of any one of the eight people. But even besides the skills, I think that they, like, are channeled into each other, so they feel each other's pain and stuff, too. Yes, and so, like, if someone's getting, like, beat up, like, they all, like, feel like they're getting beat up. Yes. So that's, yeah, and it has, it, I mean, it looks, I mean, I'm, the creators of the show are three talented people, plus they're all Polacks, gotta support the Polacks. <laughs> they have an SKY at the end. Uh, I'm sorry, SKI, excuse me. So you gotta support that. Um, well, I you do anyway. Gotta. Not you, but I do. If I don't, <laughs> forget about it. Um, 
So, uh, but yeah, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. It, it, I may actually watch it tonight. I definitely want to check that out too, but not tonight. I may check it out tonight because here, here's how it works. Um, if I'll, I'll, I'll always watch the new show with my wife, typically. Yeah. Typically. And I'll say, do you want to uh, watch the show with me? Because if you do, I won't continue on. And then I'll keep my fingers crossed because if she chooses to watch, want to watch the show, then I'll have yeah. to wait another year and a half to finish it. But if she says, no, I'm not interested, then I could finish it in like a week. Nice. That's bonus. <laughs> that is bonus. I still want to finish. I'm only on like the third episode of uh, um, the one. Oh, shoot, I don't remember the name. About the the chick who is stuck in the cult like bomb shelter thing. And then like she gets out and uh, whatever. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. I want like I've only seen a couple of those, but I want to uh, see more of it. Ditto. That's pretty good. Speaking of being not caught up, Game of Thrones not caught up. Well, it's, I know we always have the Game of Thrones uh, recap. Luckily, I mean I'm always disappointed when you're not there, but luckily you came in late on Monday or whatever. So then uh, we talked about it as a group. Yeah, I know. I nice. this I'm, week's going to be crazy. I think too. There's only two more episodes left. I know. What's going to be the cliffhanger? They did. I mean, they took forever doing it, but they did set it up for some pretty good uh, ending. So I, I was listening to Prodigal Sons podcast, and they totally ruined a plot point. What? The, Which one? Uh, Sansa getting raped. Oh, well, you didn't even see that yet. No, I that was like a million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, well, I guess I don't know. Yeah. What? Technically, I mean, what? It was her husband? Oh, right. oh, that's yeah, I know. That's yeah, not really a not really an argument at all. But in a Game of Thrones style, I guess it kind of is. I I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched that episode yet. I've no I've no I have no opinion on that. But I know a lot of people were upset about it. They talked about it extensively on Prodigal. It was Sunday. pretty. It was pretty graphic while not being graphic. Interesting. A lot of people like. The, I'm not gonna. I don't want to dive into the the political aspects, but I guess people were upset about that. Yeah, so. I mean, they did it other times too. It's not like new. Maybe more people are just watching. I think that's pretty much the reason why. Is there's just more people watching. I think also it. just like yeah, yeah, totally. Because it was way worse with at the beginning with Khaleesi when she was married to that other guy. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that because that's exactly yeah you're... i mean it's the only other like direct comparison like that a hundred percent happened and like she was like sold to him and she like totally was not willing whereas sansa was like not sold she was just like you know politically used or whatever and she like didn't want to do it but she like wasn't like resisting or whatever i mean this is all like i don't i'm not like justifying rape at all but like as the show goes <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know. Let's just move off this topic. Yeah. Let's just move straight <laughs> off of it. I didn't watch the episode, so I don't have an opinion. But I can tell you, in general, still in- totally got messed up by him. And that dude sucks, dude. He's for real, dude. I mean, Reek, for real. He's like super evil. It's not he could like never do anything good ever. So, <laughs> what did Reek do? I don't know. Don't tell ruin it. Don't ruin it. I don't want to know. No, okay. no. I mean, you. I mean, you saw like just. Like nope. how he created him in general. Nope. Oh yeah, for sure. Like not the season, just in general. Like yeah, he has no penis. They chopped it off. Yeah, and also like just that, like his family, like his family, like 
class or clan or whatever is brutal. Like their their standard thing to do it's for to drown people. Huh? Drowning. The drowning god, right? No. It's to skin them alive. That's why they have all those people that have been skinned. They always have the people hanging where you just see their muscle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that's their that's their like thing. That's like they're famous for like it's like yeah, we skin people alive. That's what happens if like you fight us or whatever. So like they're just they're just super brutal. Are you talking about the Boltons or are you talking about um not the Boltons, the um the ones who are in command, the one who is uh I don't think that's a Bolton. I thought Boltons Boltons, the Boltons are, the, are the, Oh no, that's the Iron. Yeah, it is the Boltons. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, we're talking about the Boltons. So, uh speaking of uh tweets and whatnot, we got a tweet here from uh Thomas Brew, not caught up. This sounds like the show's new motto. <laughs> we could do a segment. That's like sounds like an all right segment. What haven't you watched? You not caught up on. <laughs> <laughs> like I could even just include like articles that I only read the headline. But what am I not <laughs> caught up on? You know, there's the plasma tubes or whatever. I don't know. I, I didn't read it, but I know that it exists for because I saw the headline. Uh, I think that counts as the segment of not caught up. Yeah, so that'll be the end of our segment of not caught up. But I will say, having been caught up, did you see that the the author of the, or I should say the the scribe of Guardians of the Galaxy two just submitted his uh, final draft of the screenplay for the sequel? No, that's pretty cool. So that's... I've never heard of even that like as a metric for something that people watch about movies. What? Like just like, ooh, did you hear they submitted the you know the final copy for when they're going to create the movie? I never heard that as a. Well, it's a kind of a thing. Well, he tweeted it. The author tweet the uh, the whatever the screenwriter tweeted he that tweeted he was the done. Whole thing? No, just the just the front page. Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy two by whatever his name is, and took a picture of it. Cool. Um, so uh-huh. let's talk about a couple things coming up. Oh, oh yeah. First, Google oh, I was going to say also relating to that thing, the um, Star Wars comic book. So they're unifying since uh, since Disney owns Marvel and Lucas Lucas Films. Yes. they are merging all the stuff, so it's like going to be one world, and everything's going to tie together like all the other Marvel stuff. I mean, not with the other Marvel stuff, but with the Star Wars stuff. Right. But so they are making a bunch of new comics in the, like the new world thing or whatever. Haven't and we gone like, over this already? No, we didn't. Are you sure? We, I said, we, I, I swore we talked about this. Even Leonard commented. He said, there's this Darth Vader book. Well, I mean, maybe we comment. No, we commented. I was, that was my prefix for that. Like in this new ep- this new comic that they have out, like they're making a new whole thing that Han Solo was totally married and his wife is like on the ship and it's like some sort of drama between her and uh, like Leia. Nan Solo? What's her name? Uh, it's, um, it sounds just like Han. It's like, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> Looking it up. Han Solo's but anyways, wife. Like, it's like a whole... So they're saying how like usually the comic would just like follow along or whatever, but if this plays into like the whole world, like it just shows how powerful the comic could be in like precursing things that would happen in the movie. 
and stuff like that. Just the her, whole world. Her name is Sana Solo. Yes, Sana, Sana Solo. And not only that, she's uh, looks like she's uh, not white. Yeah. She's ethnic. Of some... And so, the, yeah, like um, I don't know. But there was, I guess, there was a big battle in the comic books with Luke Skywalker versus um, uh, Boba Fett, and that had never happened before. And just that, like, a comic book that's supposed to be in the same world as everything, that they would let them do these like epic things, like, because that if it's like such a thing like that, that's going to have to come up later in the story. Usually, they would just do minor stuff that you could make insignificant for later in the story, you know? So what you're saying, it's canon, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm looking at her right now. She she's, uh, definitely looks badass. She does, I know. But it's just like, I think that's that's pretty cool. I would see that. I like that comics are getting back into... I mean, maybe they weren't. I just Maybe I wasn't paying attention. But they're getting back into being like uniform with everything. Because uh, same thing with the uh, Mad Max stuff that they did the pre-comics and so that you can read about all the characters, but it ties into the movie. Like, that's pretty cool, too, you know? Like, if yeah. they just had a whole series of comics that came out between when the movies were happening, like, before the next one comes out, then, like, that would be awesome that you could be, like, there could be a comic book leading up to the next movie. So there was a... a there was, if I recall, there was a video game, book, video game kind of comic, like, a uh, similar idea... It was Orson Scott Card, and I know Orson Scott Card had some wonky politics, um, but he had a video game for the Xbox 360 that was like a Metroid-type game. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Um, oh, dang it. Can't remember. Anyway, the, but he, essentially the, the video game ended, and where the video game ended, a book picked up. Yeah. And then... It it's kind of like or maybe it was like first maybe it went book video game book actually that's the way it went. Like I I'm glad that they're doing that more with comic books because they seem like the perfect medium for that for movies like supplementary. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. It's pretty did, awesome. Did they do that before very much? Because I had never really heard of it much. Yeah, so they're they're like I feel like they did that with the Matrix. Oh, I feel yeah, like they, I do remember they, that. They do they do it for a couple of things. Um, I think Transformers the the more recent movies had some comic books that kind of led into it um but usually it's it's comic book movies though it's not necessarily original so like mad max is not necessarily a comic book series but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah totally but i, I just like it when they have i just like it when you could explore the universe outside of because there's a certain satisfaction to reading a novel yeah, totally. Or, yeah. or reading a comic book that you don't get with with uh, with movies. Plus, it's way cheaper to explore kind of bizarre stuff. You can take more chances with comic books, right? Yeah. It's not as high stakes. It's not $150 million to make a comic book story, you know? Totally. Yeah, I like... I think it's pretty uh, pretty cool. But what we... I like... I, I shoved that in between when you were... Um... Doing that other thing. <laughs> what, was I, what was I doing? Uh, I mean, you were going to talk about something else, and I just wanted to stay on the topic of movies before you talked about whatever the other thing was. I was going to talk about Google I.O. coming up this Thursday. Oh, yeah. No, that's last Thursday, though. Oh, it was? Yeah. And, like, they didn't really have anything cool to announce. That's what I was going to say. I, I was going to yeah. ask you, did they announce anything? 
No, I mean they, they cool like they have so and the next Android is out for developer edition, and it seems pretty cool. But they didn't announce any new phones, and they didn't they announced like Brillo as their home automation thing. It seems alright, but uh, and like the new Google Now is supposed to be pretty cool. I think Google Now is their main thing. But they didn't like release any new hardware or anything like that, which I was. I thought they would announce the next new Nexus fives and stuff. Yeah, I, I was under the impression that there was going to be another Nexus five. Um, I mean, there still is, but they didn't announce it. That's they what I mean. I thought they, it separately. Yeah, they were going to announce it. That's weird that they're announcing it separately. I mean, I think that they did that last year too, actually. But oh, but because they I, did. I guess one of the only hardware things that people said that like wasn't like. It was just like a artist rendition or whatever. Is they had a Nexus Five that looked exactly like the one now, except for it has USB C on it. So I guess their next phones were probably going to have USB C. What does that mean, USB C? It's the next. Um, it's the one that the the new MacBook has on it. Got it. It's just but, faster. It's different than USB three. No, yeah, it is different than USB three. It's it is USB three, but it's a different connector. And so it looks kind of like the Thunderbolt connector for uh, Apple, except for it's different. So it um, will it charge it, faster? Huh? Will it charge faster? Yeah. So it's it charges way faster because so and you can put it in both ways. So it's pretty much going to be the connector for everything supposedly, which is awesome because I like I'm excited to like finally have a connector that's for everything because it's going to be on Apple things and it's going to be on Android. And it's going to replace your power adapter because it does up to, I think it was like, I don't remember. It was some, like, it, you can actually use it for a power cord. So instead of having, like, they're going to replace the MagSafe and they're going to replace, like, you know, the regular Dell, like, you know, power, all the power cords. They'll all also be USB. Oh, wow. So then you can charge your phone. You like, just all of them, it's going to be USB. You just like, it'll be the only port that you need for anything. So what you're saying is this is a very progressive it's this is a very progressive movement because it goes both ways. It does go both ways and it is progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Plus you can plug it in upside or like downside just like the Thunderbolt, which is a stupid feature but I mean I guess it's cool. I mean it is true it's always the other way of how you plug it in than it goes in. That's what that's actually the one thing I like about the 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 Apple charging is that you could stick it in any direction. Because it, it never fails. Every time I go to plug in a USB, yeah. I, it's pl- a dumb, I have a I mean, it's such a dumb minor feature. Like, it's not that bad. Like, really, they should just have wireless charging. I think it's stupid Apple doesn't have wireless charging. The whole world should be a, a battery. Seriously, that's what Tesla wanted. <laughs> no, I mean, things just charge. Just things exactly. are in the air. Tesla yeah. Um, I mean, like... Which, which Tesla? Nikolai or, or yeah, Elon Musk? Not the company. Interesting. I guess that uh, does sound, kind of suck that, like, anytime you talk about Tesla, people are going to think you mean, like, the car company. So, um, did you see this whole Nintendo sh- shebango, Nintendo NX? Yeah, and, like, um, apparently they're uh, going to use Android. No, well, it, Google, Google. I'm went. reading here. I'm looking they, at the. They denied it, but it was, like, a pretty good source that said. I mean, not like direct Android, but they're gonna. It's gonna be Android based, because then it'll be portable to mobile platforms. Is what they want to do more. But then it's basically just gonna be like the the Ouya or the Oya or whatever it's the called. Ouya, 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 
Ooh, ooh, yeah. Hashtag, whoa. But I think um, it's a good idea on their part. It's just wondering how they're going to do their DRM, because they're like way all about DRM. So I'm reading here. The Tech Radar has two updates to their article. Update one, according to Unnamed Insider, there's a chance the next Nintendo system could run a version of Android. The report came via Nikkei, one of Japan's biggest and most reputable newspapers. Update number two, during a recent QA with investors, Nintendo president, Nintendo president uh, Satoru Iwata cleared up some of the confusion about the Nintendo NX. Quote, because we are calling it a, quote, new concept, we are not thinking of this as a simple replacement for the 3DS or the Wii U. So it's something new. It's it's some new thing. Yeah. So supposedly, yeah. You know these uh these Nintendo the little um they have these little guys like uh they're kind of like oh yeah they're like supposed to be pretty popular. They're so super popular. popular. No, they they're popular. they're super. They're and they're highly collectible. People are going bonkers for them. Cause they had the um, there was a game before that that wasn't the like because I think Disney does it or whatever, right? So there's Skylanders, which is yeah, that's very, the one. That's super that's, that's popular, too. Right? Yeah, that's different. So it's I think it's taking on the concept of Skylanders and applying it to um, Nintendo characters for the Wii U, pretty much. Yeah, I so, mean it's a cool idea, like just having a physical thing that you know you can do stuff with. Uh, if you listen to uh, Dad Distractions podcast, uh, the Brian, <clears throat> the host of the show, he. Um, He's a huge Nintendo Wii guy, uh, or I should yeah. say, Wii, yeah, Wii U guy, and he's like very aggressive into the little world of those statues and stuff. You know, my friend, uh, one of my good friends, uh, who I'll see on the Fourth of July, he has a company that does similar stuff. He does the little physical. Oh he, yeah, he does the ones for Angry Birds and stuff. That's his company. Do they? I mean, but Angry Birds isn't even really around anymore. Well, I'm just saying, there's he does it for a number, but that was the one that was pretty big, which was yeah. like. Yeah, so you could like put your Angry Bird and it'll give you in-game purchases and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love how you're like that. But but Parlance, Angry Bird, no one plays Angry Birds. Actually, the, the only thing, the, the Angry Birds only makes money on licensing now, not on the game itself. I mean, the, the, as long as they weren't dumb, they made plenty of money on it anyways. All they needed was the boom. No, they made so much money. I see so many kids around the wherever I travel around the world. I see kids with like Angry Birds backpacks and stuff. I know, it's, but it's like it's runoff stuff now. Doesn't like, matter. Nobody here has it anymore? But yeah, that's not true. Little kids still have it. I don't. I mean, they did. Like my nephew was super into it, but not really anymore. Like he used yeah, to have all the stuff. Yeah, your nephew's super hip. Well, maybe these are like children who disarm as hip as you. Or your little your little nephew. Speaking of uh, hip, did you see the uh, the new um, the new cover of Vanity Fair? Oh, I did. Is that hip? I don't know if that's hip, but it's definitely new. So I didn't know. It's you're talking about the Caitlyn Jenner thing, right? Yes. So I actually don't know who that. I don't know any of the story, and I saw it, and I thought, oh yeah, that's cool magazine cover. The only thing that made me know like kind of what was going on because I didn't read anything about it was that I guess Kim Kardashian texted the picture to um, I guess like their brother or whatever and like it was a dude right before okay so Bruce and, then, like, and he's like who's this lady and then she was like oh it's your brother or whatever you mean it's your father whatever I don't know yeah 
I that's what the, that's the extent of that I saw Kim Kardashian tweeted it to or texted it to her, like the her brother whatever or something. Some she texted it to someone and they didn't know who it was. So yeah, so here's what you need to know: Bruce Jenner is a former gold medal athlete, decathlete, decathlete in the Olympics. Decathlon is it decathlon or is it decathlete? Well, I believe if you are in the decathlon, you're a decathlete. Really? That's cool that they have a special word. Yeah. Well, if you are a decathlon winner, you are considered the greatest athlete in the world. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. So that's like the official one to try to win? Yes, because you have to be good at every everything, running, like throwing stuff, and that's like not very many things though. There's a well. Think about it. You have I to mean, do it's, high- it is a lot. I mean, it's more than the other ones. What are you talking about it's every all the other ones are highly specialized. All they do is do one thing about like running. Okay, wait, because is, is it? What about the one where they shoot off of horses and stuff? What, shoot off? What are you talking about? That's like one of those. They have the one where you have to do like five or six things, and it's like swimming and shooting off of horses. Shooting and, off of horses? Yeah. No, no. Shooting off horses, dude. Wait, but you mean like with a gun or literally get like a horse stops and you go flying off the horse? No, like with a gun. I'm not sure. Um, but this, no, the decathlon is like hurdles, high jump, long jump. Yeah, that stuff's not that cool. Are you kidding me? I mean, but anyways, so he won it. He's like the one. Or hey, no, 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 no. We're not going past this. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to let it, let it, let it drop it. But yeah, you're, okay. What about it? Well, I want to know. I, you think a decathlon is, you think is not a big deal. Winning one is not a big deal. things are in it. Like, because this other one was more intense. But right. I need to find out what it was. I was just looking for it. Here's, here's the. Oh, the pentathlon. That's only five though, right? I guess. I don't know. So the decathlon is a 100-meter dash, long jump, shot put, high jump, 400 meters, 110 meters hurdle, discus, pole vault, javelin, 1,500 meters. What's a shot put? That's the that's the big metal ball that you put in your arm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Throw it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not as – that's. I mean, yeah, I guess it would be hard or whatever, you know, if you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's a you know it's overall performance and uh, by the way i didn't make this up traditionally the title of world's greatest athlete has been given to the man who wins the olympic decathlon this yeah. began when king gustav v of sweden told jim thorpe you sir are the world's greatest athlete after Thorpe won the decathlon in the Stockholm Olympics in 1912. Speaking of which, Jim Thorpe is a local Pennsylvania hero, just to let you know, uh, where I grew up. That's so cool. There, so, there's, uh, so there's that. Just, you know, just letting you know. That's, so he's a, he was a former decathlete. He, uh, you know, got married, divorced, and then married um, Kim Kardashian's mother. yeah. Uh, what's her name? I don't know. Well, whatever. So he got famous because of that show. More famous. Like, he was famous because he was a decathlete winner. But then he, like, he was on the show a bunch? He was the father on that show. Oh, yeah. I've never was... seen the show either. Okay, so, so the, you know, the dynamic of the show is there's Kim and her sisters, Courtney, Chloe. It was just like, you know, the family show or whatever, right? Yeah, so he was the father on that yeah. show. 
and he so that so there, there's a lot of like you know he, there's lots of fame associated with that because of Kim Kardashian. Yeah, and yeah, and so and also he was kind of like a famous male athlete to begin with. So him, be, you know, having this whole you know change, yeah, is like it's a big deal. So that's what happened, and I think it's like probably the biggest, probably most visible uh, of its kind. Although we were talking about the Wachowski. Uh, siblings, as I called them, because they used to be the Wachowski brothers. Yeah, one of them, one of them is now had the same thing, and that one was now is now instead of Larry, I believe it's Lana. I didn't Lana. know that. That's crazy too. Yeah, so there's no more Wachowski brothers. There's now Wachowski siblings. Um, so anyway, that's why it's so famous, and that's why uh, I think he, lo- uh, she, excuse me, she looks great. I think yeah, she, I think I think I think they look great too. Yeah. So. Anyway, we've been rambling on a lot about that. By the I, way, the pentathlon is way cooler, and I think it's like seems harder probably. What's it's that? Fencing, swimming, riding a horse, and but swimming jumping. what though? Swimming what? So it's a uh, fencing discipline uses uh, the competition the round robin, meaning each competitor will face all the other competitors once. Each match lasts up to one minute. The first fencer scores a hit instantly. Double hits are not counted if either scores whatever. That's the fencing. Swimming discipline is 200 meters freestyle race until the 2000 Olympics. The distance was 300 meters. The competitors are seated in the heat according to their fastest time over the distance. The riding discipline involves show jumping over 350 to 400 meter course with 12 to 15 obstacles. Competitors are paired with horses in a draw 20 minutes before the start of the event. The universal or the unusual skill. Oh, this unusual skill, the riding of the horse that is previously unknown to the rider, is unique in the world of sports and is one of the elements which gives modern pentathlons the special character. So they're not shooting on horses. They're just using it to jump over stuff. But they do have but a... Sh- the next one, the shooting discipline involves using a 45 millimeter air pistol in the standing position from 10 meters distance at a stationary target. The format was that of 10 meter air pistol compression. Each competitor has 20 shots with... 40 seconds allowed for each shot. In 2009, the combined event was born. This involves a combination of the running and shooting event so that each competitor ran three 1,000-meter laps, each uh, prefaced by hitting the five targets with a pistol. Uh, beginning with the Rancho Whatever World Cup, the pistols changed to a laser instead of the actual projectile. That's kind of cool. Not as cool, I guess. But uh, there is a slight delay between the trigger pull and the laser firing si- uh, simulating the time it would take for a pellet to clear the muzzle or whatever. And then there's running also. A three-kilometer cross-country race in, until 2000 when it was combined. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting because when I hear that that running and then shooting, that kind of reminds me of the biathlon in the uh, Winter Olympics where you cross-country ski with a rifle. Oh, yeah, that sounds cool too. So you cross-country ski with the rifle, then you stop and you shoot, and then you get put the rifle back on your shoulder, and then you, you kind of cross-country ski again. That's awesome, um, too. Those are so, both better than the triathlon or whatever the other one's called. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what it is. What? It's that time. Which one? For Review Roulette. Oh, yeah. That, was, that wasn't even a segue. I thought you were still talking about the athlons. No, I just changed it. I just changed it. Just we're changed going straight. It. Yeah, we're going right into it. I mean, it's Ooh. time, right? It is, it is. time. It is. Uh, it's, hey, everyone. This is the... Oh. Before <laughs> like we, just like a reset. Yeah, before we go into that, I just wanted to give a shout. We gave out a lot of shouts out today. Um, check out our friends on the Soon to Be Name Network, Prodigal Sons Podcast, 
Com, LongboxHeroes.com, Podvocacy.com, DadStraction.com. Com. Also, reach us to uh, at Fresh and Par or Fresher and Parlance on Twitter and YouTube. Com. Okay, back to review roulette. This is the randomly. This is the part of the show where we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog, and then we give it one week so you could follow at home, and then we sort of give it a review, right, Fresher? Yeah, we. It's more of just we go over a play by play of the movie, like we're watching it there with you. Kind of spoiler alert, but we give it a number ending at the end, a number rating at the end. And last week's movie was the 1949 Gregory Peck helmed, not helmed, starred 12 O'Clock High. 12 O'Clock High. So, Fresher. I didn't know it was that old. I had forgot what we picked since it was 15 years ago. I know. I forgot, too. And then I was like, oh, two hours and 20 minutes. Oh, 1949. Oh, black and white. Oh, World War II. Oh, so many uhs. B-17. It was all about a B-17, like, battalion or whatever they're called. And uh, that's my favorite airplane. So that was cool. And, like, one of the things in the reviews that I saw was this is one of the first movies to use live, uh, like, footage of real gunfights and stuff. Because those are, like, happened. Those are real, like, military footage of the bombers and stuff. Yeah, that was crazy. That was pretty cool, I thought. Sorry, I'm typing here. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, that was a movie. So it was, like, pretty much just... I mean, the story was pretty simple. Like, I was going to, like, skip around more. What? What's up? Nothing. I just heard my dog was barking. I thought my wife was home. Sorry. I apologize. That's rude of me. Dog bark. Dog bark. Yeah. But, so, the whole thing is about... They're losing faith in the, the war because they're doing all these bombing runs and doing like getting shot down because they're trying to they're trying to revolutionize daytime precision bombing, and it hasn't been proven and like they don't think it's gonna work. And right. like, what's up with like they have just the German radio on because they're in they're in the UK. And I know. It's just like a German dude is like, you guys are doing crappy. You know. I know. I know. <laughs> Seriously, he's like, we've seen your planes coming across the ocean. Too bad you lost two of them. Our submarines were there. Ha 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 ha! We I know, know you're coming. That I was wondering. I'm sure they did. Radio broadcasts were very popular at that time for the like, populace. I mean, I guess they're pretty close. They just like. Yeah, they just. I think they just send it out. I'm pretty sure that was real. So I think if you're you so essentially the morale of the the the, um, the morale of the unit was down because the guy who was in charge of the unit cared too much. Yeah, he was like he he was too passionate about his his boys, and he didn't want to send them out because they knew it was like few, they felt like it was futile, which like, it kind of was or whatever because they like weren't doing a good job. So like they send in a new a new captain who's like more like hard ass or whatever, and like. It's actually the other guy's friend. So, like, he didn't really want to do it, but, like, they're like, this this happens, you know? They get too attached or whatever. And, um, yeah, like, uh, so, yeah, they were super discouraged. And then this new captain guy comes, and he's kind of a badass, and, like, they're all, like, super let down. And, like, when he drives in, they have uh, the guy at the gate is all, like, uh, you know, like, doesn't check his badge, and he stops. He's like, why didn't you check my badge? He's like, oh, did you recognize me? And he totally didn't recognize him. But so anyways, they totally, they're all, like, discouraged. And so this guy comes in and says, you know, like, yo, you have to, like, consider yourself already dead. It's like, you got to just do it because it's war and stuff. And then uh, so he's helping them out and, like, like we're going to practice every day because, 
you guys aren't doing a good job and stuff. So they practice. And then uh, he's like, gets kind of attached, but he doesn't show it. And then he's going on the missions and he like, he picks them up and like, they become like a really good one and they get good missions and like, they're all like happy and stuff. Oh yeah. There's a middle thing that they're all trying to leave, but then they like decided not to, cause they like that guy now or something. I don't know. So that, but the guy you're referring to the, is the general who took over for the new guy. He's yeah. great. That's Gregory Peck's character. Yeah. And he is, he talks real deep. And he yeah, has, his, I like the character and like, I mean, so he looks, he's super old movie style. Cool. And like just the old stuff in the movie is pretty cool. I love the way that they talked. I, the dialogue was just like kind of like hokey, but also good at the same time. Like yeah, classic. It was, but it was a very classic old movie. And they had a lot of cool like shots of the airplanes and stuff. Did but, you? I'm sorry. I had to step away. Did you talk about the. I didn't. I was just about to bring up the main part. Yeah, bring right? it up. Bring it up. So like their whole thing is like morale's low and like, well, we need to keep these boys on here because a bunch of them were like, saying that they were sick but they weren't sick just because they didn't want to fly and like uh they were saying like well if they if they're physical able to do it and it's like well when is it like when are they like too stressed out they lost all their friends and stuff and like well we need to give maximum effort yeah and and i love how the, the doctor's like i don't know what maximum effort is i don't know what it is i can't define it i need a definition how do i know if i could um um like let, let, let's let these boys fly yeah because he's like, I need a definition. So in, in reality, what maximum effort is, is pretty much crippled with post-traumatic stress disorder. That's pretty much on. Yeah. And then the and then it's at the end, let's I don't know if it's yeah, I guess it's worth going to. At the end ish, like the main captain guy, um, they like lose some planes and he's about to go on this like super important bombing run to like uh blow up the um what was it? Ball bearing factory in Germany, daytime precision bombing. And so he like goes out there. They just had a bombing run the, the previous day, but he's like getting into the plane and like, he's just too weak. And he basically like, he just starts shaking and he starts freaking out and they like, they can't let him go. Like, so he, you know, someone has to replace him, but then he's not with his, like, he's not with his squad. So like they're all the way, you know, these missions take like 20 hours or something. They're just flying and, so like he's super f- freaked out because it's going to be his fault if they totally fail and whatever. And, yeah, like, and I didn't, here's what I didn't understand about that. So he's like sitting there very still, like shaking and sweating as the the, the bombers or the run is happening. Yeah, because they don't have any information about it. Right, and but what I don't understand is is like they're like, can't we do anything for him? Give him a sedative? Do something? You know why can't yeah. we do anything? He's like, in this state, it won't matter what we give him. He I know. Gonna- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that was yeah. So, and then, like, they make it back. and like, we only lost one plane. And he's like, oh, great. And then it's, like, pretty much over. Oh, but I forgot about the part. So the whole thing is a flashback because there was this, like, cup on, like, the... Which the I mantle. didn't understand in the bar. So, like, there's this cup on the top of the fireplace in the bar that's, like, just this dumb-looking cup. And uh, he, I guess he turns it around when the bar's open? Maybe? No, he turns it around when the mission is on. Oh, when the mission is on? Yeah, so when the mission's on, he's like, we got the mission, let's do this. Then he would go to the bar and they would turn it. It was facing the wall, and when it wasn't facing, he would turn it around. When oh, the I didn't, bo- yeah, I wasn't sure about that. But it started out with the guy being older. Also, not sure which guy it was who, who was, like, in the present time. It was, was the, old, it was the, it was the, 
It was the old guy who was doing the paperwork. That the was lawyer. Yeah, he was the lawyer guy. He was the one that was suppressing the information. Yeah. So, I like to. It's a couple weird things about this. Before you go on to the end, well, we already finished well, not it. That, I'm just saying that, like, the whole thing took place as a flashback. So basically, this guy finds the mug at a store and he's like, no, don't break it. Like, it's super fun because it was, like, cheap and dumb. And then, like, he goes out to where the airfield was on his bike just to, like, reminisce. And then that's well, he takes the a train. happens. He takes a train to the bike. And then a bike. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, and then he walks off at the very end. And that's so, it was like, it was a whole not actually happening thing, like a past, like flashback movie. A couple of things to this. I thought for sure Gregory Peck's character was going to die, first off. Because, yeah. he, because normally they tell the flashback through the story of the main actor character. I know. That's what I thought, too. So that was oh, definitely a perplexing. Two, I found myself, you know, how he was taking the hard stance. You know, how he was just like being a hard ass, but even though he really cared about the guys. Yeah. Like, I always was like, I kept, I was left guessing. Even with all my modern movie knowledge and all the movies I've seen in my life, I was never able to, I wasn't able to pin down what hard ass next thing he was going to do. I know. Yeah. Cause one time when like he did really good and then he just turned into super hard ass right after, like, uh, that was kind of cool. I thought that was a really good character of him. Cause I don't know how you're like a hard ass, but still, I mean, that's like the classic, like good teacher or like, you know, like drill sergeant or whatever. Like, yeah. You got to be a hard ass, but like just to a point, you know, maximum so like, effort, hard ass. So there was the, the the guy that the lawyer took over for the, the 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 whatever the executive or whatever the the fleet executive. Yeah, he demoted him and then put him in the back onto the planes, and yeah. like he made him. What did he name the plane? It was like something. Oh yeah, the t- leper. The leper, and all he's like, you. He's like you're. He's like you're. You're gonna go on there, and you're gonna get every single bad person that's on this this base you're getting yeah, all the worst sucks at bombing they're in your plane <laughs> he's like yeah exactly he's like if someone can't navigate you're getting them and then he's like because you're yellow and, and, and he's like you're yellow you're afraid blah 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 and like, then he was like a su- he was like graduated from the best air yeah like pilot school and, and all that stuff yeah and his fa- his family was like all military his grandfather and his father etc cetera, etc cetera. and then he's like you're yellow you're doing this and then later in the movie so he was gonna he was originally i'm gonna leave later in the movie he he gets hospitalized because he had a broken back oh yeah but he flew three like, missions yeah. with a broken back and, and then just like collapsed or whatever and, yeah and uh th- that what the scene th- i thought that was actually maybe my favorite scene of the whole movie Oh, when he went to the hospital? Well, Gregory Peck goes into the hospital and, and, and he's, he's like about to say something nice to the guy and yeah. then stops and then just keeps his hard assness. Yeah. And, and then he steps outside and he says something to the nurse. And the nurse comes in and she's like, well, 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 I've just been told you're like a great guy or something like that by the, <laughs> yeah. and, and then, and they sh- they cut to the, 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 um, the pilot and he's yeah. just like, you could just like, he's like, you could see, like he fi- he finally feels like he accomplished. It was yeah, like that. that I know. A- I feel like that. That for being like so simple and like there was no music and like everything was like, like the characters were pretty good. I think. Yeah, and he and so that guy is ultimately the guy who took over his plane when he, when the the main general had the the maximum effort breakdown. Oh really? That was yeah. the leopard plane. Yeah, the, well, no, it, what, he was he flew like whatever the Lily Express or whatever the heck it was called. Yeah. But when he couldn't make it to fly it, the the leper guy was was in the jeep with all the other people. Yeah. He's the one that came and grabbed um, 
what's his face? The general brought oh, him yeah. back and he took his spot. Wait, the guy who had the broken spine? Yeah, he took he his was spot. Okay then? Well, it was like weeks later. Still, broken spine. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a fracture or whatever. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, this yeah. would be, so th- I guess now that I'm thinking about this and I've had some time to kind of, kind of ingest the, the kind of it like a good time capsule thing of like, just, yeah, I don't know. I thought well, it was pretty good. Well, I think I've said this before earlier in, in this uh, film, but I, it's that they talked about maximum effort, but what we would probably call modern day post-traumatic stress. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And then I always thought like, there's those, the greatest times of our, the greatest times of our lives or whatever, or, but then like more recently, like Hurt Locker or American Sniper. Where, I like to see Hurt Locker. I never saw it. So the, the overarching theme is like, you have the war zone, right? Yeah. And then you come back to society and things like mundane things become overwhelming because you just have this tra- trauma of having dealt with so much extreme things in combat that your 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 brain and you're mentally unable to deal with anything. Yeah. Um. And it was interesting how they the goal, or I shouldn't say the goal, but the um kind of like the breaking point. It was like essentially he's like the whole point of this unit was to get them to be perfect and strive for perfection, but to either have them die or break them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That was it. That was the the mentality of the army. And I think that is probably still true today. I'm thinking. (laughs) And because it is true. Like you're supposed to be in combat or whatever, like when's the point like of that you can't do it because otherwise you could just wuss out like what is what is like being okay you know well i guess yeah that's well i guess that's my point is that it's it's it was a very early look at the ramifications of of pushing someone to the brink yeah and i think that to me of of all the other things like that i i really enjoyed the movie i didn't think like i didn't think it was my favorite movie of all time but it way exceeded my expectations me too me too and but, but i, I feel like to finish it and then like i had to finish it <laughs> you're so funny i turned it on so the movie's first off it's a long film it's like 2 yeah. hours and 20 minutes long which is That's long pretty, it's pretty I, long when i looked at it i was like Ugh. <laughs> and i sort of i was like started watching it i think around 10:15 last night yeah. So, and I was like, I'll get through like an hour, and I knew like I would have some free time after work today, so I could watch the other hour. Yeah. And I started watching it, and I couldn't. I couldn't stop. I just had I to keep watching it, which is a testament to this film. Me too. I actually same type of situation, except for I didn't get around to starting to watch it until one o'clock in the morning. Oh my goodness! And like I was thinking that like oh, I'll just like watch a half hour, like because I don't know if I'll be able to finish it. But I watched the whole thing. <laughs> so I didn't finish until like 3.30 or something. It was pretty good. I was really impressed with it. Um, and by the way, Gregory Peck, uh, I th- he is in um, a movie that I really, really love. I think it's him. Let me just check here. Uh, maybe he's not in that. Roman Holiday. You ever see Roman Holiday? I don't think so. I assume well, it's another old movie because these people would be have to be extremely old now. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, it's with Audrey Hepburn, Eddie Albert, and Gregory Peck, and that essentially, cool. 
Audrey Hepburn is a um, princess. Like, yeah. a, I, I don't know if she's British princess. I don't know, but she's a princess. And Gregory Peck, I believe, is a journalist, an American journalist. Yeah. And they're in Rome. And Audrey Hepburn, like, kind of, like, on the sly, uh, escapes her her guardians and has a, and, like, just is out about in the town and then falls in love with Gregory Peck, this journalist. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, that film has one of the best endings of any movie ever. Yeah, I should see it. I've never seen it. You have to watch it. It, ha- it, it, it. It's called Roman Holiday. I'll send. I'll send you the oh, link. Yeah. It's. It is so good, and it, it is. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin anything for you. So I don't want to spoil a movie that's from like 1942. But you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> actually, 19, I, yeah, I put it on my list 19, too. Actually, 1953. But um, powerful movie's very good. So. Anyway, I think that uh, it's about time for the rating. Yeah, so we, we watch. I mean, oh wait, what's your review? Yeah, uh, you mean my my um your number my num- number rating? Yeah. All right, I'm going high on this one. Nice. I'm going eight. Eight? Wow, that is yeah. that is high. I was going to go seven and a half, but then I was like, you know what? I really, if a movie can make me captivated for two hours and twenty minutes in the middle that of the night, cute. it it deserves an eight. So I gave it six point five. Whoa, not as high as me. I was way. Yeah, I, yeah, I think uh, it's good, but I'm I'm trying to be a, I try to be a low rater. You know, like you do try to be a low rater. But would you recommend you? So you're saying I've you never would had a ten. There's never been a ten on here. But I think the ni- highest I went was nine. Have I ever gone ten? I don't think I've ever gone ten. I don't think so. Let's see. I can search. I should just really have this like stuff like done. Oh, I don't see any pens. It doesn't look like no. Yeah, I don't think anyone's given. Ooh, no. I think we just did nines. Probably. Oh, I think we should watch this movie. Oh, assassin! I, I, I gave a nine. Thirteen assassins. Oh, that was a great movie. That was a great movie, dude. That destiny. <laughs> so, speaking of movies, oh, wait, so yeah, our final is so eight and six point five. Is that like seven? 7.25. Cool. So, Ooh, um, 7.25. That means we, we wholeheartedly recommend it to our audience. Yeah, if you have a watch. Yeah. So I, I'm going to make a suggestion here. I see that the great escape is available on, um, Netflix, Netflix. What, what is the great escape? It's like a classic movie. It's supposed to be. It's uh, based on a true story. This tension-filled epic adventure centers on an audacious plan by Allied officers who have escaped their Nazi captors time and again to stage a massive breakout. This time from an ostensibly escape-proof German prison camp, starring Stephen. I don't. It's not showing up in my thing. What do you mean? In InstaWatcher. I'll send you the link, but I, I, we. You don't have to. We don't have to do it. But I've always wanted to see this movie from beginning to end. I think I've only seen parts of it. I am probably. I feel like maybe I've seen. It sounds like the the theme sounds super familiar. There's like so many famous people in this movie: Steve McQueen, James Garner, Richard Attenborough, Charles Bronson, James Coburn. Oh, so many people. Um, but that's okay. We don't have to do that. It's like so, super long too. 
It's really long. Even if we don't watch, if, I'm, I may have to. I may have to watch it. I think we should I, pick I, a random one. All right, let's pick a random one. Well, you still. All right, I got mine. Rotten Tomato Fresh, right? Yep. I didn't get one yet. Oh yeah, I got mine. It's dumb. Okay, I got a hundred bloody acres. As the sibling owners of an organic fertilizer business find themselves running low on their product's magic ingredient, human roadkill, a solution presents itself in the form of three teens stranded on a remote stretch of road. Sounds, so I assume it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's a horror movie. But Oh no! Parlance Dropout. So it was that one, or mine was Shakespeare in Love. Young Shakespeare is forced. Mine was, I'll repeat, mine was Shakespeare in Love. I've seen that. Pick a new one. You have? Yeah. That, huh. that won Oscar for Best Picture in like 19, I don't know, 98 or something. Hey, your sound like changed. Yeah, because my, the thing, I fell off and I had to come <laughs> back on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pick another one then. Yeah, pick another one. Arcadia. Have you seen that? That looks classic. Nope. What's it about? Featuring uh, Academy Award nominee John Hawks. Uh, Arcadia is the story of a devoted father moving his family across country and promising his kids a California paradise. All this missing is mom. I don't know. That sounds dumb to you. What's the, how long is yours? Ninety-one minutes. Oh, this one's also ninety-one minutes. I don't know. I could go either way. I guess. Let's do one hundred bloody acres. I guess. All right, one hundred bloody acres. Should have listened to me and did the Great Escape. <laughs> right, so next week, one hundred bloody acres. A Chris. It's directed by the Carnes brothers. Who's that? I don't know. That's I don't know. That's who they are. Carnes. It's Cameron and Colin Carnes. It says it's a horror B movie horror, and it's from Australia, New Zealand. Oh, it's from Australia. I guess that yeah. sounds cooler. Yeah. Not rated. Eighty four. That's not bad. I guess it got a good review from uh, the New York Times. Really? Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, I believe that is that. Why don't you uh, you let us in? Why don't you close us out? Closing us out. So uh, thanks, everyone, for watching our show this week live at 9 o'clock on Thursdays, Fresher and Parlance. This is Fresher saying later taters. And this is Parlance saying sayonara, muchachos. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>